Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If this is the first time you're here, my name is Karina. I'm a certified personal trainer and licensed massage therapist. I'm based out of New York and my goal is to provide you with valuable fitness insights and inspire you to adopt a healthier lifestyle by applying simple strategies. So I'm going to give you all, all the good juice, none of the fluff on how to implement simple little actions we could take every day to support our long-term health. If health, wellness, and fitness is what you're into or is is something you want to get into and want to get better at, then this is a place for you. In today's episode, I have five tips for you to help you achieve and maintain your fitness goals. So this is how we're going to secure fitness success. And it's a road, you know, it's a road that you might think about for a long time before you actually take action. And sometimes people get externally motivated and that motivation is great as a driver it gets you up and moving you know you want to get ready for summer six weeks away and you want to get into that bikini if that's your thing or you have a reunion and you want to lose 10 pounds before you get to that reunion so that that's external motivation something that's happening around you is motivating you to act and to take uh your fitness and your health and your and in your own hands and start doing something about moving towards that goal. So my approach is it's okay to have that as an initial kick in the butt. My approach is more internal, like let's align this end goal with something that is valuable to you. That's some with and align it with your beliefs. Like they have to be congruent in order for you to maintain this and sustain it for for a lifetime and what each one of us values, finds valuable, and what each one of us believes about ourselves, what we're capable of, um, differs. So this, these are the things that I go through with my training clients. I delve into these things. If you've been having trouble sustaining your results after achieving them, then these are good areas to kind of investigate and make sure they align with your actions. All right, moving on. Let's get to the five tips to bring you fitness success. Number one, get adequate sleep. I feel like like I've been saying this a lot and I've been seeing it a lot and it's being more spoken of ever since Ariana Huffington wrote that book about the sleep revolution, was it? If I got that name, that title correct. Uh, but yeah, it's important. <laughs> and I don't know if people realize that still. Like, I feel like it's coming more to the mainstream and more to the forefront. And it's getting, and people are starting to understand how crucial, how critical sleep is to our overall well being. It's essential for health and overall wellness. The brain is highly active at night, balancing critical hormones, fortifying our immune system, and rebooting our memory. That's a quick summary of what sleep does for us. I'm going to read you a few excerpts from a fitness journal I'm reading. It's for ACE certified professionals. And there's a, this is a great article. If I could find it, I'll link it in the show notes so you could take a look at yourself. If you're into this type of stuff, you want to understand how sleep, the gut, uh, work together and play a role in helping each other out. So number one, sleep is designed to restore, recalibrate, renew, and upgrade brain and body functions. 
From the perspective of the brain, sleep aids in problem solving, influences memory retention, and the ability to concentrate. It regulates emotions, improves coping skills, and inspires creativity. Amazing, right? And so in the body, sleep boosts immunity, balances metabolism and hormones, regulates blood sugar levels, manages blood pressure, combats fatigue, and suppresses cancer cell growth. So I will put the links to these studies in the show notes because this is like really fascinating stuff. This is how critical sleep is to us. The consensus is that the less we sleep, the higher our rate of diseased states and the shorter our lifespan. So all in all, it ties into our quality of life and all these things I just spoke about, um, boosting immunity, balancing hormones and metabolism, regulating blood pressure and sugar levels, like all of that requires deep undisturbed sleep. So how it relates to fitness is that it's going to help your body rebuild and repair, especially if you're working with weights and it's going to help you make better decisions and be in a better mood because you've gotten that nightly upgrade. You know, I call it like a system upgrade. And if you don't get adequate sleep, proper, deep, undisturbed sleep, then you're going to wake up feeling glitchy for lack of a better word. And then maybe you won't make the best decisions for yourself and you'll eat more poorly and you'll skip skimp out on your workout because you're you woke up feeling sluggish so get your sleep everybody uh set up a bedtime routine an hour before heading to bed you know drink your tea read your book turn off all electronics and i wrote a post about this i'll link link it into the show notes so you could check that out all right so let's move on to tip number two And it relates back to what I was saying in the beginning, how I opened up the episode. Harness your internal motivation. So what is your why? Why are you carving time out of your life for a fitness routine? Do you want to feel stronger, be able to go up the stairs without getting winded, carry two grocery bags, and then pick up your toddler and have all that energy and stamina you need to keep up with your friends and family? So go beyond the superficial reasons, as I mentioned earlier. How will this effort bring value to your life? How will it impact your day-to-day mood, energy, and function? So sit down with a piece of paper and a pencil. I I just think it's, it's so much more ingraining when you have something tangible, you take that pencil, you write your words down on the, the paper. It's so much more ingraining and yeah, you hold a lot more power and there's more conviction when you write things down and you can mull it over in your head, you know, look at your words, see your list and see how it relates to you. That's my toddler in the background. <laughs> um, so name specific ways you see it benefiting you and those around you, the ones you love most in the present, like day to day and in the long term. So if you pick up a fitness routine right now, you remain consistent with it. What's that going to do for you in the long term, 10 years from now, 15 years from now? You Perhaps you'll prolong uh, degenerative arthritis. Perhaps you'll escape heart disease. I mean, there's so, we all know the benefits of fitness, don't we? If you're listening to this podcast, I know you do. It's just a matter of fitting it into our life and all the moving parts and finding what works for us. So imagine how your life will look years from now if you do not 
invest time in your health today. Think about that. As I said, I feel that external motivation is a good kick in the butt. In the end, it fizzles out and it's fleeting and unpredictable. So go ahead and harness your internal motivation, tie it to your values and what you know you can accomplish on a day-to-day basis and on a weekly basis because six months, 12 months from now, that's going to accumulate and give you those results you're seeking. All right, moving on. Focus on building healthy eating habits. This is so critical as well because it's a long-term thing, right? It's the long game. You're not, it's not a quick fix. It's not a 28 day green juice cleanse. Um, No judgment if that's what you do and that's working for you, but I, my approach is different. Are you holding on to eating patterns from your childhood or youth that do not serve your best health? Take a moment with that, let it simmer in your mind and, you know, again, grab that paper, grab that pencil. Are you holding on to eating patterns that are not serving you any longer, not supporting your health? Spend time building, exploring, and maintaining healthy eating habits. It's worthwhile. Step one is increasing your awareness of what triggers you to overeat. Triggers may occur when you're exposed to a specific environment or a scent. Just think about like if you're walking by the office lunchroom and there's like Krispy Kremes or donuts or something decadent out there and it's just really calling to you. And so your emotions take over (laughs) and your taste buds take over. If these are the kind of things, foods that weaken your resolve, then I have a suggestion for you. If you usually say, oh, the Krispy Kremes are so good, I just wanna sink my teeth into them, I cannot control myself. If that's what you usually find yourself saying, try this. Next time you come across that trigger food, say to yourself, I am stronger than that food. That food does not control me, that food does not trigger me. I would be much happier about myself and for my health if I just had some Greek yogurt with berries, a drizzle of honey, and some nuts. As an example, you know, you could fill it in with whatever else you, a healthy alternative that you enjoy, but try it out. Try getting your mind frame, your frame of thought, shifting it around. So eventually it doesn't, it's not even going to trigger you. It's not going to be a trigger food anymore. So what I do with my clients, and that comes as a default in all my programs, not everybody takes advantage of it because not everybody needs it, is I give uh, my clients a mindful eating journal. So for those that are having a difficult time figuring out what their trigger foods are or what emotions trigger them to overeat, a lot of times we think we know, but we could like pinpoint to get a more accurate reading if we jot these things down. So I give my clients a mindful eating journal and a lot of clients have been surprised at what their eating patterns and habits are when they start writing everything down. It's a tool to help bring awareness of where your triggers are and to help you in starting a plan, making little strategies and little adjustments that are going to support you in the long term. So you could use apps for this. There's a slew of apps out there that will help you uh, figure out where your triggers are and keep track of your calories and, and such. My Fitness Pal is one of them. 
But whatever tool you're using, in order for it to be effective, you have to be honest with your meals, you have to like jot everything down, be truthful about your moods and your hunger levels, and then you'll start noticing what drives you to overindulge. And you know, this may not come as a revelation to some of us. <laughs> I'll use myself as an example. I can pinpoint my my triggers. So it's usually on Fridays because we have like movie nights and the whole family gathers and we usually have some treats around. Well, my husband comes home with salty, oily, sweet snacks every Friday. And there's usually some Doritos involved. And to be quite honest, I never really was into Doritos. I was into Doritos when I was a teenager. My husband still loves them. He thinks they're a delicacy. And to try to prove his point that they're a delicacy, he was telling me about like this Michelin star chefs. Okay, maybe I'm exaggerating, exaggerating there. But these really top chefs of how they were like breaking down the flavors that are inside a Dorito and how they're expertly balanced to hit all those major taste buds on our tongue. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna take a pause here and I'm gonna have him come on and explain that how Doritos are a delicacy and top chefs admire their flavor profile. All right, so I've brought my husband up to speed. Here he is and I'm just gonna give you a fair warning. You might wanna turn down your volume a pinch because his voice tends to travel. I'd say it's a bit of an exaggeration. Uh, I wouldn't exactly call them a delicacy, though they most definitely are a guilty pleasure. Uh, very hard to stop eating them. They do hit the mouth with all their flavors, the crunchiness, the air pockets. They're incredible. Uh, and I did see a video on Bon Appetit where a uh, gourmet pastry chef was uh, breaking down the flavor profile and trying to recreate them. Um, and I did find that very interesting that you had these high-profile chefs that were very into Doritos and found them irresistible, just the same way that I do. So if you guys are curious about these high-profile chefs and um, how all the work they're doing to recreate Doritos, uh, a very protected recipe in the industry, I am going to put the link in the show notes. Check it out. Uh, I think you'll find it interesting too. All right, so we might have taken a little left turn there, but the point of this is once you recognize your, your triggers, you can develop strategies to steer around them. So if you need help in figuring this all out, and if you feel like this is one of your biggest obstacles in attaining your fitness goals and in staying there, reach out to me to book a free virtual consultation and assessment. We'll dig into your obstacles a bit deeper and your top fitness priorities, and you'll come out with a strategic fitness plan unique to you. It's yours to keep whether we work together or not. All right, and now we've gotten to tip number four, move daily. Okay, so let me explain that. I'm not suggesting you go to the gym daily. Nope, just move flow, stretch, dance, play with your kids, uh, walk. Daily movement is not just good for our physical health, it nourishes our minds and soul. It liberates us from anxiety, just taking a walk through a nature path, looking at the trees. There's been a lot of research into how Taking a walk through nature could really rev up our creativity, help cope with stress. 
boosts our mood and help us to be to think more clearly so we could be more proactive and not reactive. Here are just some of the benefits of regular physical activity. Helps to manage your weight, helps prevent or manage many health problems and diseases. For example, decreases the risk of cardiovascular disease, manages arthritis, prevents type 2 diabetes, it provides stress relief, boosts energy and mood, combats depression, builds strong muscles, bones, and joints, and helps you sleep better. So that's taking it back to tip number one. All right, so I don't know if you've noticed, but there's been quite a bit of background noise today. I have an assistant with me today. You know, she's, I guess you could say she's uh, an intern. She's interning. (laughs) All right, so now let's move on finally to tip number five. Uh, This is my favorite one, by the way. Eat the rainbow and portion each meal. So just as you diversify your financial portfolio to cover potential downfalls, diversify your meals as a nutritional gap insurance. An easy and fun way to diversify is to select different colors of fruits and vegetables. Eating the rainbow ensures you get a multitude of antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, and phytonutrients found in colorful fruits and vegetables. All right, let's say you're eating the rainbow, you're feeling really good about yourself, and then you want to include more of it, so you start adding more to your plate. More of a good thing is not necessarily a better thing. So portion your plate to help manage your weight, and it's a good habit to build as well, because as we age, uh, we are losing muscle if we don't actively proactively do something about it we're going to lose muscle and that will make it easy for us to gain weight and gain fat so it's just a good habit to build to learn how to portion your plate and not get up for seconds so portion control helps to create a sustainable framework so you know what to eat without much guesswork here's a simple guideline to use to help you decipher how much of each nutrient you should have on your plate. So it's something very practical that you could use at home or if you're dining out. And all you need is your hand. Take your hand and cup it. Now, what would fit in that cupped hand would be a portion of healthy carbs. So these are your complex carbs which is, um, let's see, so we have your quinoa, we have a sweet potato, we have beans, And now take your hand and look at the size of the palm of your hand. Now that's the size you want your lean proteins to be. That's about three, five ounces, more or less, depends how big your hand is, right? And your lean proteins would be chicken breast, fish, eggs, tofu if you're plant-based. And now let's talk about healthy fats. Now that's going to be about the size of your thumb. Now don't overcomplicate it because when I first heard about this strategy, I'm like, okay, but should it be like overflowing or should it be skinny? Like I, I just wasn't getting it. But healthy fats, don't overcomplicate it. About the size of your thumb. I love avocado and I will be honest with you, I have about two or three portions of my, the size of my thumb. It's just, I love avocados, I'm not giving them up. All right, so now we're moving on to vegetables. Colorful vegetables should be more or less the size of a fist. Make a fist 
And look at the size of that fist. So here we're talking peas, here we're talking celery, cucumbers, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, whatever your favorite veggie is, peppers. There's so many options. Choose the rainbow. Now I have great ideas for you, healthy meal ideas for you, and you will find this on the blog related to this episode. That's on my website at integrativefitnesstherapy.com and the name of the blog is five tips to achieve and maintain your fitness goals. I'll link it in the show notes because at the very end of the of the post I give you I break down the three meals, breakfast, lunch and dinner, and I've scoured the web to look for like healthy well-balanced meals for each of these categories and i've given you like four or five different options for breakfast lunch and dinner and i've i've made it in a way that you'll you're getting all that colorful all those beautiful colors in the fruits and the veggies and it's well balanced with lean proteins and a little bit of fats so you stay satiated and you don't run into that midday slump. Now, dinner should be a little bit lighter. Depends at what time you have dinner. Usually here in my household, we have a bigger lunch and a lighter dinner. Sometimes we even snack for dinner. All right, so you'll, you'll want to check that out. Trust me, I give you a lot of great ideas there and I give you some of my favorite recipes that I use myself. So there you have it. There are your, your five tips. So we wanna ensure we're getting adequate sleep, undisturbed, deep rest. You want to harness that internal motivation. What is your why? Why does it matter to you? What are your core beliefs? Um, Then we want to focus on building healthy eating habits. And we begin that by taking a look at your current eating patterns and what you know about nutrition and take it from there. You could use several different apps to help you kind of guide you and to motivate you to make healthier choices. I mentioned my fitness pal as one of them. There's several others out there. If you know any good ones that you like, let me know. I would love to know about them. Uh, Then we have move daily. Like I said, it doesn't mean you go to the gym daily. It just means move your joints, Tai Chi if you're into it. Um, Such a great, great flow, Tai Chi, because you are using every little joint in your body out to your tiny little fingertips and it there's so many benefits for mental wellness when it comes to physical movement and staying consistent with that then we have eat the rainbow and be sure to portion each meal because i know plenty of people that get trapped in that mindset of well i'm eating broccoli and i'm having um grilled chicken so i could have a little extra portion no doesn't work that way calories unfortunately calories are still calories but the type of calories do matter and ties into our overall health and disease prevention so many benefits guys and those are the five tips now if you visit my blog post you'll find those meal suggestions as i mentioned i hope you'll find it helpful and i hope you found this episode helpful as well if you did please tell a friend Tell a family member who you think might benefit from this information and give me a shout out. Let me know uh, what you think about this topic or if there's anything you'd like me to delve into to, to discuss on a future episode. Don't hesitate to reach out to me. You could reach me at standtallbreathedeep at gmail.com. 
Thanks a lot for tuning in. Don't forget to hit the subscribe and follow button and send me your comments and uh, peace out. See you next time. Bye.